Potters, it's time for Clay at Our Core, the only pottery podcast coming to you from the corner of Montgomery Road and Hudson Avenue in peace-loving Norwood, Ohio. Except no substitutes. I'm your host, Ann Saker. We could not have asked for better weather on Saturday for the Spring Pottery Fair in East Walnut Hills. My friend Leanne Hamilton and I strolled through the event early in the day, and already the 40 participating potters were moving the product. I saw plenty of core clay artists with their wares, including Noah and Rebecca Desch, Angela Batt, Mike O'Neill, Jessica Connor, as well as many other stalwarts of our art in other Cincinnati area studios. The young students from the DAP School at the University of Cincinnati and from Northern Kentucky University were out in force. It was beautiful to see. Show organizer Tracy Iliff of the Clay Alliance tells me plans already are brewing to expand Spring Fair in 2024, and this time I am not going to forget the application deadline. On a personal note, thanks to those of you who mentioned that you listened to the podcast. We live to serve. Now, friends, here's episode 26, which I bring to you tinged with some bittersweetness. Today we present Elizabeth Gibbon, who for the past three years has been Cora Clay's kiln boss. She has overseen probably hundreds of kiln firings here at the studio with gentleness and care. We are saying goodbye this week to Liz as she departs Cincinnati and her native Ohio for a brand new adventure. She agreed to sit down with the podcast for something of an exit interview to drop a little of the knowledge that she's gained working at the kilns. Here we go. Well, Liz Gibbon, it's great to see you. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good, Anne. Nice to see you, too. Thank you so much. So I wanted to have you on the podcast because, so sad, you are leaving Core Clay next Thursday, a week from today. Am I right about that? Yeah. Wow. So tell me what's going on in Liz's life. I am moving to um, right outside of Athens, Georgia. So I'll be more in the country, actually, but wow. close to Athens. Right. And what made, what led you there? Um, well, I have a friend out there, and I checked it out. And I guess I'm kind of attracted to the more rural setting. Okay. So, but close to the... Close to Athens. Though. Close to the hippy-dippy stuff yeah. in Athens, yeah. Georgia. <laughs> uh, is there? Will you have a studio out there? Will you be able to continue making? Yeah. When, when I first get there, I'm gonna I'm staying with my friend, and we're gonna do an art sale, like in in June. A sale in June. Okay, yeah, and that's then great. While I'm there, I'll kind of figure things out. So. Okay, that's yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, we are just we're just heartbroken to to have you go. Uh, you've been here how long? Three years. Three years. Yeah. Uh, so tell me a little bit again about uh, how you came to Clay, Liz. Uh, I you grew up where? I, I grew up in uh, Warren, Ohio. Woohoo, Warren, Ohio. Woohoo. <laughs> yes. Um, and I, I went to Kent State University, so I took my first ceramics class with Kirk Mangus and Eva Kwong. I graduated with my BFA in 2013, and then at my MFA from University of Dallas in 2019. Okay, and then you came here to Core Clay as an artist in residence, right? Yeah. Uh, was there something in particular about Core Clay that appealed to you at that stage of your career? Um, it's 
seems like I let's I knew a couple of people who are familiar with the program, so it seems like a cool place. Okay. Cincinnati's not too far from my parents. Right. Yeah. That's right. Have they been down? No. No? No. They've not come to Cincinnati? They meant to. Okay. But, yeah. well, the last right. time they were going to, there were some family issues. Okay. So, well, okay. we're not going to have that. <laughs> so you came here in your artist in residence, and and then what happened? Well, I've I have been loading kilns. That's my been my main job, yeah. and I guess working on my own work outside of uh, work hours. Right. And how did you come to be kind of the kiln boss? I I chose to focus um, on the kilns. Um, coming into the the program, Laura gave me a choice of like what I wanted to learn about, so I decided to do kilns. And what was it about kilns that interested you? Um, I guess it seems like a, as as somebody who works with clay, it seems pretty smart to understand how they work and I guess just be really comfortable loading them and yeah. Did you had you done any had you loaded any kilns before you came here? Yeah, a bit, but this has definitely been the most intensive experience right. that I've had. So. Right. You probably flipped at least one kiln every day you were here, oh, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> at least one. Um, so here at Core Clay, we have four electric kilns yeah. and one gas kiln. Yeah. And uh, I think you probably, you broke, you kind of broke in the gas kiln, right? Because yeah. it yeah. got, you were, you were like the first handler of that, of that machine. Yeah, yeah. And had you, what was that like? Well, it was, I, I had fired gas kilns before. Right. Like not, not a whole lot, but, you know, I knew how to. Right. So it was still intimidating, though, and especially since I was trying to follow the manual kind of precisely, <laughs> whereas before it was like people showed me how to do it, and then I just kind of did it. And, and that's kind of eventually how we ended up really doing it. But initially I was tracking the temperature rise. Right. And, and it, right. Uh, what did you tell me? Some things you've learned about uh, being the kiln boss at a, at a commercial studio like this. What, uh, what what did you learn that you didn't know before? I think, well, things are going to break. <laughs> it's just it's like statistically, it's just going to happen. I think right. no matter who you are, or I'm sure you can always be more careful, but things will always break and it's really it hurts every time it happens yeah most people are pretty nice about it yes yeah. <laughs> yes but that is a that is a, a a fact of life in the clay studio that yeah. often is the hardest thing to accept isn't oh, it yeah yeah for sure because that's so. somebody's baby yeah no most but most people I, I haven't had anybody be mean about it oh good so, yeah it's been who would be mean to you I would mess them up oh, yeah. yes <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, uh, and uh, are there, tell me, uh, tell me about the three, the kilns that we have here. They all seem to have their own personalities, don't they? Do they, because uh, they don't all run the same, even though they might be similar products. I think, it seems like we can only have two or three electric kilns working at a time, no matter what, like, <laughs> we'll fix it, and then even if another another one is working, then one of the other ones that was working won't work. It's, it's really strange. I don't. I mean, one kiln, it's, it seems like we've replaced everything on it, and it, it just doesn't want to work. So I don't, I don't know. It, it's really frustrating. Fixing, I've learned that 
working on kilns is extremely frustrating and it's very mm. dusty and you'll like bust your knuckles kind of like a mechanic and i don't really like working on things but mm. i'm glad that i have some knowledge of how to do it now right i mean that's a valuable thing to know how yeah. to mach- how to fix the machines yeah um and each of our kilns has a name right we, yeah. we've named them for volcanoes what are the names of the kilns here um there's Abu, Tafiti, and then the Genesis is just the Genesis. We just call it the Genesis. And then, well, gosh, what was the, the one that's been out of commission for a really long time? <laughs> it was ba- Bam. Bam? Okay, yeah. all right. All right, and Tafiti is the gas kiln, yeah, right? Yeah. And we and that's named for a volcano, am yeah, I right about yeah. that? Okay, so. I think from a Disney One movie, of the Disney <laughs> Which I, I haven't watched, so. But, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. So, uh, um, one of the th- one of the things I love looking at when it comes to operating the kilns is the ma- it's just magical to me that you can fill it up with beautifully you know glazed pots <laughs> and you cross your fingers that the kiln gods smile upon you yeah. and you open it up and I mean do you ever lose the excitement of opening a kiln? No, not really. No, I feel like it's yeah, it's always like oh wow yeah. Like, I didn't expect that. Yeah. What's the hardest job in in taking care of the kilns? Probably fixing them. Fixing them, or like transporting them, like for just because it's heavy. Yeah. I would think grinding the shelves would be hard too. Yeah, that's my. That's probably my least favorite. Yeah, that would be hard. Yeah. Because you really do have to put all that respirator gear on. Oh yeah, you don't want all that filling up your lungs no. it's bad enough probably just working with clay exactly that dust we're exposed to exactly yeah let's talk a little bit about your art liz what have you done the last three years that you that's made you i know that you and sam bogansky and leslie C- and lexi cook had a your own a show during Ansika called nostalgia yeah and so obviously you did a lot of work to be pre- prepare for that What's your, how do you like to work? What's your methodology? Are you a morning person, evening person? Oh. How do you how do you do it? I, I like to work in the evenings. I mean, if I can, I could work all day. I think the, but I prefer the evenings versus early mornings. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of, and if I do come in early, I tend to maybe get things organized and kind of process my thoughts right. about cleaning up maybe. Right, okay. Um, and uh, what have you been making lately that really like spins your propeller, makes you so happy? Uh, I've been since I've been here, I've focused uh, the most on functional work mm-hmm. than, that I ever have. So it's been nice to explore that, and and I like adding little bits of colored porcelain to things and painting like uh, underglaze imagery on. Is that's kind of my favorite thing, and then playing with runny glazes and oh yeah lots of bright colors oh yes yeah. definitely you, you, there's almost a uh, there's almost an op art quality to your work i think because there's so much color and so much very strong line in your yeah. work uh kind of like peter max oh yeah, yeah you know a lot of that sort of cartoon it's cartoony but not cartoony yeah it's um just hyper colored and hyper sharp in its uh i love i love that kind of stuff yeah peter max Love Peter Max. Yeah, I love Peter Max. Yeah. Sure, <laughs> um, that's really great. Do you have a an artistic vision for your journey into Georgia? Do you have something you'd like to achieve there? Do you have a? Mm. Well, my my friend 
has wood kilns, so I want wow. to try to um, work that into the equation somehow, which wood kilns aren't really known for their bright colors, so right. if I could um, see how I can, how it'll affect my underglazes, and I don't know, maybe I can fire again lower and put more color on, or I don't know, it'll be fun to explore. Totally, that's a whole new world down there. Yeah. The thing that has really struck me about ceramic art and t and you can I want you to weigh in on this. What I what I think is, you could spend your entire life with one clay body, and one glaze technique, and one firing technique, and never exhaust the possibilities. Oh yeah, this ceramics is. Oof. Yeah. There's just so many possibilities. Totally. It's amazing and right. exciting and wonderful. Completely. Yeah. So, what's your strongest memory of Ensika? last uh, in March. It was nice to have the show come together. Yeah. That was really stressful. Yes. So. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> oh, and even just, yeah, it was really nice just to see everything come together, even just moving all of the, the shelves upstairs that we normally store, all of the work waiting to be fired on. So it was nice to see the garage transform into a, a gallery. <laughs> It was, it was, I thought, you know, you could walk in anywhere in Midtown Manhattan and you would never find a space that cool. It was beautiful. It was gorgeous. Yeah. It was beautiful. I just was so proud of us that we yeah. pulled that off. Definitely. Really amazing. Um, so, uh, so you, uh, so your last day is next Thursday. What do you got planned for the next week or so? Are you uh, packing up and moving and renting the U-Haul? And Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> packing things up and... I've taken some of my stuff to my parents, and then I took a, I took plants and clay to Georgia. So, wow, yeah. just figuring it all out. Yeah. It's I don't like moving. Who does though? Who does <laughs> exactly? It's incredibly stressful, uh, but you'll be fine. You'll yeah. you'll love it down there. And I've got you know you'll be out in the country, and that'll yeah. be so nice. And it'll yeah. be peach season down there. Oh my. So oh, oh my goodness, oh. that'll be so great. Well, Liz, uh, you have any? Uh, let me. The, here's my final question to you. One of the things we want to talk about here on the podcast are tips and tricks that make clay life easier for beginners or more helpful for beginners. So, uh, given your experience with the kilns here the last three years, what what do you want to? What's the message you want to send beginners? I, um, well. Be careful about the bottoms of your pieces, right, or like your bottoms. Yeah, and layering yeah. is can cause a lot of runs initially. So maybe don't don't go down the whole way. Don't dip the whole way down. Um, what else? I think beginners should try lots of different techniques because I feel like everything you do, you take a little piece of, bring it into your art. Yes. So yeah, and so and true. just maybe at least with throwing, I feel like. Just throw and throw and throw and destroy everything. And then, you know, because I don't know, the more you do it, the better you get. Hand building, I think, is maybe a little bit different. I don't know. What do you think? I think hand building is a little more forgiving. Yeah. I think it's, I frankly think we ought to funnel all the beginners first into hand building and yeah. then and then make wheel throwing like 201. I like that. But Laura has said people want to come in and throw they on the do. wheel no oh, yeah. matter what. True. So, okay. <laughs> But you're right. The whole point of wheel throwing is that you throw out most of what you do. Yeah. And you have to do that. Yeah. 
And she can't or just don't want to no, because let all that go. It's gonna get so much better. Right, right, <laughs> right. Oh no, I had you know I can you know I can't. I let can this understand go. that too. Though you're like, this is the one thing I've made that looks kind of good. Yes, <laughs> I get that. So. I get that. But it's important to tell beginners to detach, right? Yeah. Not attachment. Oh yeah. Do not fall in love with anything because you're gonna throw it out or you're gonna cut through it or glaze is gonna run on it right <laughs> right right so uh, i guess the message here is uh, be kind to your kiln boss because your kiln boss will be kind to you is that fair True. enough yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well i am gonna miss you so much i hope you will come back and visit again with us real soon sure. and i want nothing but absolute fabulous wonderful life down there in beautiful athens georgia Oh, I'll miss you too, Anne, and everybody else, of course. Thank you, Liz. Thanks <laughs> for talking today with us. Thanks for talking to me. Thank you, baby. Potters, do not, and I repeat, do not pass up the opportunity this week to drop Liz a note or to chat with her here at the studio to thank her for getting all your pots through their firings. We are going to miss her so much. Now for a few studio notes. We love Clay Club, which is our free how-to class that we offer to help you pick up those tips and tricks that make your pottery even better. What topics or skills would you like to address in coming weeks? Drop us a suggestion at the email address studio at coreclay.com. Again, that's studio at coreclay.com and put in the subject line idea for Clay Club. That way, Emily can sort those out. Be sure to set your notifications for our next episode in which Laura Davis, the cult pastor herself, will speak about a critical feature of your clay practice, how to manage water. You won't want to miss it. Until then, potters, this is Ann Saker, hoping that the kiln gods are smiling upon you. Talk to you next time. <laughs>